What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 27th year found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hempresent is cannabis patient, advocate, and activist Jackie Worley, who will be speaking to us directly from Amsterdam, Holland in one minute. In typical United States prohibitionist overkill, it is being reported that Canadian citizens who use, sell, or even invest in cannabis risk being permanently barred from entering the United States, a nation where over half of its states have legalized some form of the herb. But it's not just Canadians meeting a cannabis border wall. Jackie Worley is a Dutch citizen who was diagnosed with Crohn's disease in 1991. Crohn's disease is a chronic inflammatory bowel disease that affects the lining of the digestive tract. Crohn's can, in extreme cases, be fatal. Jackie began self-medicating her condition with cannabis in 1993. Three years later, she received an official doctor's prescription for cannabis, initially for 15 grams, and then eventually she was granted 30 grams per day. The same year she started treating her condition with ganja, she also began cultivating her own supply, for reasons that any seasoned medical cannabis patient would understand. Many surgeries later, Jackie decided to become an advocate for reform in Holland, 
organizing demonstrations and collaborating with many other activists, eventually participating in the 2001 Cannabis Tribunal representing patients' rights. Jackie traveled to the United States, lighting up at 420 rallies in Denver, Colorado, where she met her current partner, and she was a dynamic speaker at the Seattle Hemp Fest in 2012. In Holland, Jackie has been the subject of lengthy judicial hearings dealing with medical cannabis, and in 2000, she won special benefits to address the costs of her homegrown medicine. She scored a high court win that increased her uh, authorized supply, but then Jackie, whose boyfriend is an American, is currently barred from United from entering the United States, apparently on a five-year ban beginning in 2015, but she ain't banned from Hemp Present, and Jackie has joined me today to tell you more about her story and her cause. Welcome, Jackie, to Cannabis Radio. Hello, Lafayette. Nice to be finally able to speak to you. Wish you could yes. be in person. But... Yes, it's so nice to, to talk to you again. Uh, let, let's start off with, with what does cannabis do for you in regard to your Crohn's de- disease symptoms? What form do you take it in? And how much cannabis do you uh, take per day currently? 30 grams, more than an ounce per day, is an astronomical amount to most folks. Yeah, it would be. I smoke pure, so you would uh, have to look at it in two ways. So I smoke to deal with the symptoms of the, the, the illness. So that's for nausea, pain, and to, to, to get an appetite despite all that. And the other half, so the other 15 grams, I would use to make concentrates, and I would take the oil to combat with the inflammation and all the, the nasty stuff inside. So two ways of taking cannabis, one to deal with the symptoms and the other to deal with uh, the inflammation, basically. And that's and, I and make what, my what, is it, what does it do for oil. you? What does the cannabis do for your uh, symptoms? Huge, huge uh, increase in quality of life. Uh, if I if I talk against the pain, at least I can deal with the pain. Otherwise, the pain will become unmanageable. I've had eight surgeries, so they've removed most of my gut. So I'm I'm just a complete utter mess inside. Uh, I need to eat and drink loads because I have a short bowel, so it's a constant drink, eat, shit, drink, eat, shit kind of thing. Um, Without cannabis, I, I couldn't manage. I couldn't cope. I couldn't cope at all. You know, so it's it's become the the driving force of me staying alive, really. Well, Jackie, but before we get into your American travel ban, Holland is seen by most Americans as a model of cannabis tolerance and one of the first nations that allowed public sales, albeit unofficially sanctioned for ages. Is that characterization? Uh, is that accurate? It's reported very recently that several Dutch cities have taken steps to limit public use. What's the current state uh, of cannabis in your country? Restriction, restriction, uh, uh, taking everything that was good about it away. Uh, it, 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 uh, it's basically, if anyone that comes to Amsterdam now, Amsterdam now and using it for commercial exploitation, to feed on, on, on basically a fading reputation because over half the coffee shops in the Netherlands have gone, over half of them in Amsterdam have gone. Uh, even even the, 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 the smell of cannabis seems to be a cause for a nuisance now. And personally, me as a cannabis user, I don't like to be put on the same plane of people causing nuisance and offense that, that consume alcohol or harder drugs. The problem with Amsterdam is that that 
the amount of tourism here has just escalated to to the max, and they've just not calculated in that a part of those people would also be interested in our cannabis culture, and there just ain't enough places for it anymore. So our coffee shops, there's queue standing outside now. There's fewer and fewer places where you can consume. Uh, one of the great things here used to be the social consumption. And that's getting harder and harder to do in public. If people, official people and trade people see it as a nuisance. And I always say it's a smell of freedom. And it, just, it, it doesn't seem to be, I, I don't want to be seen as a, a drugs nuisance when I just, I'm just smelling this, spreading the smell of, of freedom. I mean, I, when I walk around the city and I smell the smell, it makes me happy. So I just can't believe that it causes events in, in a city that's just overrun by tourism and the main problems are from alcohol. But tobacco and alcohol are prevalent, right? Yes, yes. But tobacco, there's a war on tobacco here. Uh, so so people that, that still smoke tobacco, they're being ostracized any which way possible to... Yes. So, so if I look at my local coffee shop... You know, there's like 10 places, maybe less. Maybe I can make a top 10 of terraces of coffee shops where you can still outside smoke. But my local coffee shop, the Katsu, has had to make like a, a sort of glass around because of the beer places around it complaining about the smell. So we're sitting in like a, a kind of aquarium bowl talking on our weed now. Hmm. <laughs> Crazy kind of scene. Yeah. Jack, Jackie, Negative you say association. That... Yeah. You say that the Dutch Office of Medical Cannabis, a subdivision of the Ministry of Health, is maintaining the state monopoly and is responsible for replacing effective medical cannabis with ineffective versions to facilitate development of products created out of or from cannabis. What did you mean by that? It's, um, yes, we once had a long time ago, we had a Minister of Health here, Minister Els Bos, that wanted the best for patients. And she uh, made a whole plan, and they just haven't done it her way. They uh, very quickly saw that normal cannabis, that they wouldn't make any money that way. So in order to make money, they had to facilitate making products out of cannabis. This has led to the whole separation of, of the cannabinoids, all the different products. Uh, not what the patient needs, what we need. I need a whole spectrum extraction I need good quality organically lovingly grown wheat and they've taken that all away now I've always grown my own cannabis so I, I've not cared less for the longest time uh, but the, there were patients that were getting effective cannabis in the pharmacy since 1995 and they found their effective cannabis replaced with ineffective in 2003 which is a life endangering criminal experiment on, on a bunch of very sick people and they just calculated that those very sick people would die and go away and some of them didn't and then they also have, have a great contempt about uh, most patients mental capacity so they just think people are dumb and they can get away with what they do because it's so specialistic so now we're 20 years further and it's also a lot to do with creating subsidy streams into the development of medications out of cannabis that nobody needs or wants, but they can make money that way. And with uh, removing all the effective cannabis out of the pharmacy, 
led to court cases being fought to people by people, and only through the opium law you can uh, win your right to grow your own cannabis legally. Uh, they created a whole uh, process called standardization uh, just to, to make their cannabis pharmaceutical grade, they say, but they also gamma ray it. Now, I don't want to smoke gamma ray weed. You know, it's been proven now that it creates PAC molecules, PACs, an extra carbon group of molecules that I don't want to inhale. I don't want to extract it. I don't want nothing to do with it. So it, 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 it's now getting to like criminal negligence from the state in failing to supply effective cannabis and products to, to, to very sick people. They also made it the last in line medication, not the first in line, what it should be. And it's led to me fighting and winning a court case. So the cannabis I have to grow for myself is being paid for by the government now. So it's, it's an insane situation really because they can't supply me with real cannabis they're paying for it for me to grow it myself but at the same time high civil servants from that bureau medicinal cannabis say that the cannabis we grow can't be medicinal only theirs can be now of course all cannabis can be medicinal so they're just lying through their teeth uh, facilitating uh, the company involved, Bedrocan, has been bought by a very rich American investor. Uh, it's all about money. On Wednesday, we have the Cannabis Capital Convention going on here, all about uh, people from the States investing in the, the, the Dutch cannabis market. While they've been selling that legal Dutch cannabis as a, as a kind of model to Canadian patients, to, to the Canadian government, as it's like the shit. But it ain't the shit. People are suffering. They're thrown out of their houses for five pounds. Jackie, because- Jackie, hold hold that them. thought. Be- hold that thought because I have to go to a break. Um, my guest okay. coming to us from Amsterdam, Holland today is Jackie Worley. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws. Your word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come right back with our second segment. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock. We can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. 
Oh, lady marijuana, lama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Cannabis Radio with... Dutch activist and patient, Jackie Worley. Jackie, you've characterized yourself as a whistleblower in your region, and as mentioned in my intro, you are apparently under a five-year travel ban from the United States. How did you find out about the ban, and why do you think it was instituted? Do you think it was because of your high activist profile, merely because you have a prescription for ganja or something else? Oh, my my activism and my prescription for ganja had everything to do with it, because you see they Google you, so I can't hide my activism. Uh, as far as my, my prescription is concerned, I have an, it's not a doctor's recommendation, it's prescription. So they had to honor that, but didn't. And I was told half a year later at the consulate here in Amsterdam that indeed even admitting that you use cannabis is a federal offense. Now, of course, because I'm officially prescribed cannabis, they're in direct violation of the Treaty of Den Haag, 1961, where every prescribed opiate, uh, uh, opiate kind of medicine where cannabis falls under, uh, you need to be allowed to travel and be able to use it in the country you're going to. But uh, I was not even uh, able to go that far on that. And when it all happened initially, I've been traveling to the States for more than 20 years, uh, up and down 30 times perhaps, never overstayed, never violated anything. Uh, Brett, we've been partners for 12 years, so to have this happen, and, and also so quickly after my last surgery, when I just came really to recover, was insane and it just turned into like a, a nightmare because I was so horribly treated and the disdain of the, the officers in, in, in Denver to anything to do with cannabis uh, unbelievable the, 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 the questioning also unbelievable because I'm a, a short bowel so I come off a flight dehydrated so they they handcuffed me they shackled me they put me in a prison and I was lucky to, to not have to endure too many days of that. And uh, man, I, 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 had to, I had to have PTS treatment. And I've been trying to rectify the situation ever since, but I'm, I'm a poor patient activist. I don't have the, the money for extremely specified attorneys that need to fix this problem and needs to be fixed by a visa waiver. And I, I, just, I just don't know, you know, I'm terrified. Literally wow. terrified. How can a patient activist be stopped because she uses cannabis? Yeah. One of the one of the things I've learned doing 150 uh, or more shows here on Cannabis Radio is that <coughs> excuse me is that patients and activists 
I've been mis... <coughs> Shit. I have never had a cough in fact fit before. Are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, actually. It's been, it's been a, a couple of weeks. Hopefully I can uh, hopefully I can pick that up and they can edit edit that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. All right. I got a little hemphysema well, there. Well, sounds, sounds kind of cool there, Vivian, because it sounds like you got the bong right next to you. <laughs> I have hemphysema or bonkitis. I'm not sure. Uh, all right. Let me let me. I'm sorry about that. Let me let me do ten seconds and dive back in. One of the things that I've learned here doing uh, over 150 shows on cannabis radio is that patients and activists are being mis mistreated in inhumane ways all over all over the world, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I have to wonder, how do your Dutch friends look at the advancements that have been made here in the United States so far in, in terms of reform? How do folks view American legalization? Do people feel that American policy might influence Dutch or even global policy? Or is that what's already happening here in some weird reverse way? It's already happening business-wise. That's why there's that cannabis capital convention here tomorrow or the day after. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, Business-wise, and the contacts already been there long and established because the seed companies, the nutrients companies, they've all been doing business in the legalized states for years. But what, the, what does legalized states mean if your federal government behaves like that? It means nothing. And, you know, and superficially, people think here that, that, oh, it's legalized, everything is cool. But what I've seen particularly happening in Colorado, and it's probably sure for other states, that initially when it medically it went, it was all sweet, but slowly and surely, all the privileges, all the all your rights have been taken away uh, because of business interests. All these big investors saying, like, hey, we don't want those free patients doing their own stuff at home. We need them as clients. Uh, no freedom. And I, I, I just think it's a prime of civil rights. And I just can't believe that that, that fattening each other's wallets and these old boy schemes of, of doing business are not leaving even like the littlest needs for friendly cooperative and personal initiatives. It, it's it, the it, same it, old story, it's incredible. isn't it? Same yes, old story. Yeah, and, and, and for me, as, as a long-hardened activist, to see main Canada business players that have been in the Canada industry for a long time have having played a mean mean game, you know, with, with the whole second interest, or superficially, they're all like cannabis, who are crazy about cannabis, but in the meantime, yeah, they, they've been degenerating the breeds, or the flower, feminizing, it's, 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 it's all about terrible. the money. It's, it's endless. Yes, yeah. and a hundred percent, not like 90 percent, no, a hundred percent, and there's no one percent for you and me left. In that, in that vein, Jackie, you've mentioned the conflicts of interest in the current paradigm. Can you touch on that briefly? It's, 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 it's people that just want to make money, you know, and, and, and they don't want... I mean, my interest is to keep the, the cannabis the way it has been for everyone and have that freedom and to see them not even caring about people being evicted out of their homes yeah, for, for a whole second agenda to, to be there, a zero tolerance policy. But, 
it's 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 like like in Colorado. Where do you go and smoke? We sell it to you, but we don't care where you go with it. It's that way here too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know, the social consumption never realized. And here the social consumption is going away. And all those people who have traveled here have seen how they've done it here and have realized that, oh, there's no money in that, so why should we fucking care about it? Excuse my language. Huh? Why would right. we care? Yeah. And, and, you, know, and, you, know, you know, here in, here in Seattle, Jackie, Seattle Hempfest held a private members party in a private home with adults who were smoking pot out of public view uh, and the city of Seattle infiltrated uh, our event and then gave us a thousand dollar citation for operating a marijuana business without a license because we were letting grown-ups smoke cannabis in private uh, at, a, at a members party uh, all because we had accepted money for the membership program previously um, and, and, and that's not what people think of legalization uh, but but can you tell me very quickly because we only have uh, about two minutes left for this segment. Uh, what what's Marifarm and Bedrican? Marifarm is the company that used to supply the medicinal cannabis into the Dutch pharmacies from 1995 to 2003, and it was an effective indica and it worked for most people. And then they replaced it with the Bedrocan varieties, a company called Bedrocan. And they it's just... Being gamma it's being uh, It's gamma It's uh, grown according to wrong protocols, uh, computerized, closed system, uh, unripe. It's got everything wrong with it that's, that can be wrong with wheat, and it's done deliberately, but they've fented it out as a business model with the help of the Bureau of Medicinal Cannabis, and they sold it, and they managed to sell it to, to this very rich person that thinks he's bought the greatest fucking shit by buying a Dutch legal cannabis business, but he bought himself a, how did you call that, a cat in the bag? Yeah. I don't think he quite realizes it yet, unless he wants to empty the company and uses it as an empty vessel and fill it with his own products. Because it's legal thing. So legality, has, in the end, means nothing to me more. Freedom. Freedom is not yes, the same I've, as legality. I've stopped, using, freedom. I've stopped using the word legalization, and I now use the word equality, because yeah. I want equality yeah. with alcohol and tobacco people. It's not legal exactly. until we can do the things that people that consume alcohol and tobacco can do, and I and I include the industry in that as well. Our hands are tied, and and it's just ridiculous. And no consumption of any kind is absurd. I am still talking to Jackie Worley, and uh, she's coming straight from Amsterdam. We're going to take another pause for the cause. Hear a word from our sponsor and advertiser. Come back with our final questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. 
Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Retail sales of medical and recreational cannabis in the United States are expected to hit 8 to $10 billion. Are you ready to invest in the fastest-growing business sector in America? Then you have to check out the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. Open to the public. This two-day conference will focus a wide range of sectors, including health care, law, politics, sports, and numerous investment opportunities for entrepreneurs and startups. Hundreds of exhibitors will showcase their products and services to medical patients, caregivers, mainstream consumers, and business-to-business professionals. Join us as we merge business, education, and entertainment with thousands of attendees at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. For more information, go to usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back with Jackie on Cannabis Radio. Uh, Jackie, can you tell us uh, about Jackie's Cannabis Sanctuary? And also uh, let, let people know how they can contact you or, and follow your pursuits and support you. It's... Uh... It just kind of started uh, as I grew my own cannabis over the years. So I started keeping a live library of live library of plants, live library and a library of seeds. So it's to to keep the original breeds to uh, yeah to, to to keep to basically have a large library of cannabis that works for patients in all kinds of ways, and not to have to deal with commercial farm varieties or what seed banks have done. So that's one part of it. And the other part of it is to basically help people grow and make their own medicine. And they can come and visit us. And it's been kind of all put on hold of me not being able to travel to be with my partner. So um, it is what it is. And we're doing this in Amsterdam now. And in the end, it's probably going to all be in Europe. How can folks... The cannabis sanctuary is basically cannabis needs a sanctuary with this the barrage of, of commercial interest and greed that's threatening to 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 kill to kill the whole breed. Really, that that the, the the CBD scam too. There's so much going on, and and the average person patient doesn't understand, and they're they're banking on this and they're exploiting it, and it's just horrific. So that's why both the cannabis patient and the cannabis itself needs a sanctuary, unfortunately. <laughs> sounds, sounds like the seed bank, right? Same concept. <laughs> but the, well, the thing is that, the, yeah, but the, 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 the seed bank name itself, that's, it's already you know, it's contaminated because of what <laughs> seed banks have right. done here. How yeah. can how can people uh, we got about we got about a minute left Jackie how can people uh follow you contact you and support you 
they can uh, find us through the bsemc.nl website, which is our patient's foundation for effective medical cannabis. We don't care about legal or illegal. For us, effectiveness is the most important thing. Uh, through my Facebook page, just find my name, Kukumi, and you can find me. You know, and I try and be of assistance wherever I can. And keep on speaking the truth and try to get this story out and keep fighting juridically because that's one thing I've got to say patients got to fight juridically also in the state fight it fight it juridically because otherwise they're going to take everything away from you well Jackie uh, Worley uh, my sister uh, my warrior sister I just you know have so much respect for you I can't believe what you and everybody else is dealing with thank you so much for being on the show please stay in touch and uh, I look forward to uh, when we can get you back at Seattle Hemp Fest again. We can, I can give you all a hug. <laughs> yeah, big hug, Vivian. Thank you for all you do. Much respect. Stay strong. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of Hemp. You bet. I want to get to a weekly feature of Hemp Present on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. The most difficult thing about having a coffee shop in the Netherlands is that it's allowed to sell it but it's not allowed to buy it. And that was Joachim Helms, co-owner of Greenhouse Coffee Shops in Amsterdam and chairman of the Dutch Cannabis Retailers Association. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on our journey to justice. As we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. I promise to check my email a little bit more often. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush, sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. (sighs) Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.